This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. today, Changing a City. want to, uh, change is coming, and uh, here's the thing, Changing a City. You know, we'll go uh, where we look, you know, and, and uh, um, position, you've heard me say this many times before, position determines our perspective. So I can see periphery, and I can focus out in front of me. I can't see anything behind me. But if I change now what I saw there, I can't see any more. I've changed position and I've changed perspective. <clears throat> I want to go to Amos nine and thir- uh, nine chapter nine. We're going to start with verse eleven, uh, and it says this out of the Message Bible. But also on that judgment day, I will restore David's house that has fallen to pieces. I'll repair the holes in the roof and replace the broken windows, fix it up like new. David's people will be strong again and seize what's left of enemy Edom plus everyone else under my sovereign judgment, God's decree. He will do this. Now, it's interesting the the way he couches this because many times he talks about my people and he does that a little bit further down. He talks about, uh, he'll say, my people Israel. Um, he'll, he'll, but here he talks about David's people. And, that, and I think it's a qualifying uh, terminology here in that, um, in that David's people, David's house. Remember, David was... David uh, was the second king chosen by God in Israel. But David was a king that was very different than Saul. And Saul was not prepared properly by God. There wasn't time because the people put a demand on God and God gave the people what they wanted. Be careful about you know, putting a demand on God because God will give you what you want. But when you get what you want, it may not be what you wanted after all. He wasn't properly prepared. And uh, so consequently, you know, uh, uh, under his rule and reign, uh, you know, um, uh, now he did a lot of good things, but, uh, but I'll tell you, there was, you know, there was, uh, uh, he, he wasn't completely sold out to God. You know, he was, uh, it was easy for him to get under people pressure and cave in and take matters into his own hands and, and he was uh, uh, the most, uh, the weight of the, most of the balance of Saul's life is that he was disobedient to God. You know, you have to be careful about who you're following. Because leadership, lead, leaders lead, and you make sure that, you know, that the leaders that you're following are, are following the Lord. You follow them as they follow the Lord, and it takes a wholehearted obedience towards God to walk in God's highest and His best and His destiny, His full destiny for our lives. Now, 
He said, he said, I will restore David's house. David, he established, he was a worshiper. He was a man with a heart after God. I was thinking about while we were singing that, uh, uh, that song, there is no other God who can say. You know, you know the, the Bible says if we won't praise him, Jesus said this, written around, he goes, if you won't praise him, he goes, the rocks will cry out. They're already, you, you'll see in the Psalms where David wrote about, I mean, he joined nature's chorus. You know, uh, uh, try this sometime. You know, I keep animals and uh, all different kinds uh, of things. And, and boy, I'll tell you what, just try praising God for real out of your heart and watch what they do. Because there is a language that everybody understands. The trees of the field clap their hands. The rocks cry out. You know, it says they wave in adoration to God. <clears throat> There's a group that, that uh, I won't call the name of the group, but it says, they got it out of Revelation. It says, there is a song that no other part of God's creation can sing. It's the song of the redeemed. It's when the redeemed begin to say, there is no one like my God. When you sing out of that salvation, amen. Boy, God likes that. Don't he sit down on top of that kind of praise. Enough said there, all right? We, we, we need to move forward here. <clears throat> but David's people will be strong again. Be a, pra- be a praiser. God's worthy of praise. It doesn't matter what other folk think about it. It doesn't matter whether people like it or not. You know, I'm going to tell you what. The only one that, that praise bothers is the devil. Because he used to be there. It used to be his position and his perspective. He goofed it up big time. He thought made it all about him. He wanted all that for himself. Amen. Humility is like, God, it all from you. It's all for you. So I'm going to give you the praise for it. I got no problem with it. I got a lot to be thankful for. I got a lot to, I got a, I realize, you know, if, if it weren't for you, where would I be? Amen. You know, if I'm going to be a, 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 I remember a story told about this, uh, um, because all kind of folk come to church now, I'm tell you what, now, you know, and, and you're going to find what you're looking for, or you're not going to find what you're looking for. There was this lady, it was uh, in, uh, 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 if I called the name of the church, you would know it, but they had this, this woman, and she was a little exuberant. Anybody know what exuberance means? For your homework, in the dictionary, look up exuberance. You know? So, so an exuberance usually, find, it's expressive. So, this girl, they nicknamed her Whirly Bird because when she got to praising God and excited about it, you know, she'd just start whirling around and go, whoo, 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 whoo. And, uh, the only reason I brought that up is there was, you know, I'm sure one of the, you know, uh, calm, cool, collected, you know, dignified girl. And she had, that was her church, and she understood Whirly Bird, but didn't believe, you know, I mean, she's kind of an in-house anomaly, you know what I'm saying. And, and, and but she invited her friend to come to church. Well, you know, uh, they sat down, you know, 
couple rows back. And didn't Whirly Bird, you know, I mean, things got to go, and the Whirly Bird got out there, and she started, and, and this girl just thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, this girl's never going to come back to church with me at all. How am I going to explain this? Said so after church was over, they got to riding home, and she said, you know, she said, I... Uh, I wasn't going to say anything. I didn't want to. And she said, finally, it just got to the point, she said, where I felt like that I had to. And she said, about, uh, uh, about the service. And, you know, I'm so, I just don't know how to, you know, how to explain, uh, you know, that lady. And, and the girl said, listen, she goes, I'm not a Christian. She said, but, you know, if I ever was going to become a Christian, I would be a Christian like that. Talking about Whirly Bird. I mean, I would be all in. Now, you are free to be whoever and however. You worship God quiet, worship God loud. I don't really care. You know, we're not, I'm not, I'm, while I'm worshiping God, I really don't have time to look at you. Worshiping God's looking at Him. You know, who am I to tell you, you know, what you should do or you shouldn't do except worship God? Just make it about worshiping God. Amen. You, you just be yourself. You just love God how you love to love Him because He loves that. Yes, I mean, He made each one of us different and it's a wonderful thing. And don't worry about if other people understand that or don't or don't, you know, uh, like that or not. You know, hey, there's plenty of, there's, there's plenty of, you know, room for everyone. Yeah. Amen. You know, find, uh, find somewhere where you can worship God uh, like you like to worship Him, say, you know. But find a place of freedom. Don't find a place where every, you you know where you got to fit everybody's mold. Where that's concerned, yeah. Forget about that. Be you, and be free. Amen. But around here we believe in the law, the great law of liberty, which is the Spirit of God inside of you. We trust Jesus. You know, surprise, surprise, surprise when we get to heaven. You're going to first of all be surprised that you're there. Second of all, be surprised that they are there. And third of all, be surprised, man, it is one major freak out every once in a while. I mean, you know, I mean, the whole, I mean, everybody's dancing. Loud music. I mean, the voice of God, like the thundering of many waters, and it just starts off a ripple effect. You know, so many angels, you can't count them. They're beyond number, and they all go, hallelujah. And the elders and all, everybody's going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. To Him be praise and glory and honor and might and power and dominion forever and ever. And you're going, whoo, boy, nobody prepared me for this because just the, just the sheer volume of it. Amen. But you know, we'll go to a rock and roll concert and it makes the hair on the back of your neck flip up on the top of your head. You know, and you got earplugs, they go, didn't we have a good time? Did you hear a song? No, I mean, I was trying to protect my hair. <laughs> oh, come on now. Where do you think they got all that stuff? I mean, you can't wait till we're doing it. Jesus just lays out like on the cross, and we just, you know, we're just all over the place. He's just glory to God. A little too much. All right, let's get back to dignity here. 
Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree, things are going to happen so fast your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring out the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. And I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them, God, your God says so. Now look at this phrase and it says, they'll rebuild their ruined city. Who's he talking about? God's people. David's people. Those whose hearts are, are bent on and, their and they live their lives to serve the purpose of God in their generation. True worshipers after God's own heart who are not just thinking about themselves but are thinking about the generations that will follow. <clears throat> the blessed who desire to be a blessing. Now, I am, I am convinced of this, fully persuaded of there is a measure of the blessing reserved and, it will, and will be to, reserved to be released to the maturing ones that desire and do this, be a blessing. The reason the shift is from just the survival of, of being blessed, needing to be blessed, desiring to be blessed, into, into, into going the rest of the story, at doing the, you know, uh, blessed to be a blessing. It equals out to my life blessed by God the highest calling for my life is not just to be blessed, but to be a blessing out of being blessed, to become a blessing, all right, uh, to others. See, the blessing absolutely starts with you, but let me ask you, does it stop with you? It starts with you. Uh, God, God originally blessed them. He created them, male and female, and God blessed them, saying... All right. He put his words on them and those words began to work. He said, be fruitful. How I meant you and made you. Become that. Be in the process of always becoming. And there's an increase that's going to come in your life. You are going to increase when you be fruitful. When you be blessed and you determine to be a blessing. Don't just grow one apple, honey. Have all, grow as many as you need and then, and then purpose that you're going to share with other folk. It starts with you, but it doesn't, doesn't end with you. But there's a measure. Listen, the maturing ones, there, there's a huge trust fund that is released according to maturity. See, the, see, this side of the line, when you're not ready for all that yet, all right? Lord, bless me. Lord, help me. Lord, I need you. God, I got bills. God, I, I, want, a, I want a new car. God, this and that. God knows all that kind of stuff, you know. Why do you want all that? And then, you, and then we, we begin to mature. It's like, because I want to be a blessing. I want to, I want to, I want to drive folks to church. I'm oversimplifying this, but, I, but, but we need to move. In. See, a move of God's going to move us into a different position and a different 
uh, perspective. See, as we begin and when we grow up, there is an inheritance. There's a prosperity released when we mature into the purpose, to serving that purpose for which it is reserved. I want to be a millionaire. Why? What you going to do with a million dollars? I don't know. Anything I want. Well, that's not, you know. God's, that's half of the equation. All right? You know, God wants to bless you. God would love for you to be a millionaire, multimillionaire, but here's the end of that story. The why is so that I can do what God wants me to do. And in doing what God wants me to do, I'm participating in a thing you're just never going to outgive God. I mean, you know, we bent around and round and round and round with this with Sandy. I said, stop giving away shoes. Just stop it. Stop it. She goes, I gave seven pair away. I do the math. Oh, good God Almighty, what's going to happen now? I've been praying destruction over some of some shoes she's had for 20 years. And thank God the other day she came out and ruined two pair right while I was sitting there. They're so old, you know. You know, they lasted that long, but I began to just, you know, curse the blessing, just saying, God, she needs new stuff. Fine, all right? She's sold. We're going to get new stuff, but she got to get rid of some of the old stuff. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. All right. You know, uh, participators in a process, they'll rebuild their ruined cities. You know, the great, there, God will do great works on our behalf, you know, uh, training us, teaching us for the ruling and reigning that we have been destined for. And we are destined to be fruitful. We're blessed by God. Be fruitful, increase, fill the earth, and have dominion. Having dominion is advance the kingdom of God to where his dominion, that we're living in the domain, everything is the domain of God. We have taken territory. We have gained ground with the purpose of winning the people that are held captive in that. I don't have time to teach all of that. But Proverbs 11, uh, the 11th chapter, 10th verse, Passion Bible says this, just want you to listen, it says, the blessing that rests on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city. Verse 11 follows that. The blessing of favor resting upon the righteous influences a city to lift it higher. Let me read the first one. The blessing that rests on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city. The blessing of favor resting upon the righteous influences a city to lift it higher. Here's the formula. If you, Those of you that love, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 9. I mean, 2 plus 2 equals. Well, you know what it equals because you love that kind of thing. Amen. Why you do that? <laughs> Just to mess with you. Sometimes, sometimes you're not saying, what did he say? You need to wake you up to saying, what did he say? You know it ain't 9. You know it ain't 9. Don't get stuck there. Focus, focus, focus. All right. <clears throat> Here, here's the formula. Honestly, it, it, it's a law. The blessing brings favor. And favor brings good success. And good success is attractive. Now, over the, over the, over the, 
that formula, let's put this, uh, let's, let's put this caption, being a witness, changing a city, being effective, serving the purpose of God. The blessing starts with you. It shouldn't stop with you. It's to influence the city. Now, here's the thing about, you know, you know, when, when Nehemiah came in, and we'll do some teaching on this, they came in and the city was, was like this, but it says they will rebuild, they will rebuild their ruined cities. You know, things get ruined in life, don't they? Things don't always stay the same. You know, but you break the, you know, my city is broken down to my neighborhood. It actually comes and broken, it, it hits my house. And in, in, uh, uh, Nehemiah is a great rebuilding project of God, but it involved the whole city. But Nehemiah was very smart and strategic because he's a form of the Holy Spirit there. And what he did was he gathered the folks together and he presented the vision. He goes, listen, you see where we're at? We need to change this city. That's why we're here. Okay? If we don't do something different, we're going to just get the same results we've always gotten. Let me ask you this. In 2019, listen, what are you doing? Not what you will do, not what you intend to do or you might do if. What are you doing different that is going to cause a, a different desired result? For you, because it's what you do, it's what you actually do that's going to make the difference between the results you have and the results that you want. All right, <clears throat> to change a city, they shall rebuild their ruined cities. It says they'll plant gardens. You know, you start. Nehemiah said this, here's what we're going to do. He goes, if your house is next to the wall, that's the part you work on. You start doing something for the city right where you live, right was near and dear to you, your life. You start doing different. Let's, 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 let's start. And what we need is right here. And you know what they had? Rubble and burnt over stones and just ruination all around them. But you know if you dig deep enough in the dirt and the dust, there's still some good stuff that God's going to use. The song of the redeemed. The goodness of God. Let me tell you how God turned all this for good. Let me, let, I've got something that God can use. And what I need is right, it's all around me. And the people I'm supposed to affect are all around because of ultimately the city is folk. It's people. You know, I, I was driving through the city, and I believe this, the greater work, you know, it would be wonderful to be a great work, but we cannot be a great work of God in this city without being a greater work uh, of God for the city. The church is here as the work of God to do the greater work of rebuilding the city. The, the devil will just take over if you let him, He'll take over every neighborhood, every house, you know, if he had his way, it'd be chaos, complete chaos. Hmm? Corruption and chaos and confusion. The church is the only thing standing between that. It's the blessing. It, the Bible says this, says when right living people bless the city, it flourishes. When right living people, living right is doing what? Let's serve God. Let's realize the greater work we're called to is to change a city. God change me in order for me to be part of what you're doing to change the city. 
And we'll look, you know, we'll, we'll look a little deeper into that. But, you know, Nehemiah, you know, didn't tell him everything. He just said, you see the position that we're in? This is our city. What are we going to do about it? It said the people rose up, had a heart and a mind to work. They wanted to work with God. They wanted to be part of the, uh, the work of God. I, I believe that, uh, that we are positioned in this city in order to prosper this city. I believe that because here's what God said back over there in Amos and we'll be done uh, with this. Uh, he said, and you would think, uh, and, and it's almost in reverse, said they'll rebuild their, their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens, eat fresh vegetables, and I'll plant them. See, see they started planting before God planted them. Well, when everything is all, you know, when God does something for me, it's God saying, you start doing something, and now I'm going to put my blessing on what you do. You start sowing. Like this is, like this is where you're going to live, and this is what you're going to do. And you have a sense of destiny. He said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plant you. And I'm going to plant you in this good land. I'm going to make it flourish. I'm going, to, I'm going to make it like the Garden of Eden. Work with me here now, people. Work with me, people. Because everything up top, is, it, it culminates right here in the middle. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. And how that's going to happen is God's got to plant some folks that say, I am not going to be moved by what I see. I was riding around, you know, I've ridden around this city for 12 years. I can't honestly say that for 12 years, you know, I mean, at first you're just trying to get a toehold. You're just trying to survive, you know. I mean, we come into this church, and this church had experienced some things, and there was a, a remnant of folks left. There was an infusion of some new folks from, uh, you know, uh, you know. I know that you don't want to be described like this, but the Bible's full of, you know, it said the ragtag remnant. I think that's who we were. You know, people that had got disgusted with the preacher and a preacher that was totally disgusted with people. You know, I, I think folks here knew they need a pastor. I don't know if they wanted one, you know. I know I was a pastor that did not want people you know, I remember standing, sitting on the front row and the Lord said, this is your church. And I said, get behind me, devil, in the name of Jesus. That's some human spirit around here projecting on me. Get off of me. Amen. I, I'm, here to, I'm here to blow. I showed up. I'm going to blow up. And Sister Susie, as quick as I can get out the door after all the pleasancy, I'm blowing out of here. But you know, God... God says, no, what he does is he plants us. And boy, you've got to put down root. You've got to put down some root in order to grow some real fruit. You've got to get in there and let God heal you and help you and work on you. Amen. And, and, and this commitment uh, thing that, you know, our culture doesn't know anything about. We swap. I'm telling you, it's, this, is, this is better. This is better than uh, the church is better than a uh, uh, you know, uh, or right on par with, uh, you know, double dealings at a, a, a bunch of horse traders or used car salesmen. I mean, you know, honey, pick you one out, and if that way ain't good, trade it in, get you another one. And you can, you can, are you listening? You can run through five or six of them before, you know, you have a hot dog and Coke at the intermission. 
Then we'll go right back at it after that. No, I'm going to tell you what. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Got to have some stick to it. This with you. You got to be got to stick some root down in the ground in order to grow some real fruit in your life. But when we do, you'll find when we begin to we begin to work in this, we're planting vineyards. You know, vineyards is a even before gardens. Gardens are very seasonal. Fresh vegetables, isn't that right? That, that's out of what we need. But vineyards are out of what we desire. It takes a while for a vine to grow. Get to the wine running off the mountain stage. Takes a while. Takes a while. Grow peach tree versus a radish. Takes a while. Takes a while to get pecans, doesn't it? But you can get lettuce 30 days. Heck, you can get microgreens in seven. Amen. See, at some point in time, we need, we're, in order to be a fruited people, be fruitful, we have to be a rooted people. And now listen, and rooted in this purpose of God, we're positioned. Now we need to be perspective. I am called to change a city, the one I'm in. Wherever I'm at, I'm called to be there to effect change. And the way that's going to happen is I'm going to let God change me first, and that change isn't going to stop with me. It's going to, it's going to start with me. Start with me, God. It's going to start right by my house, and I'm going to go out from there. And I'll tell you what, now, there is a prosperity assigned to that purpose and to the people that will serve that purpose that that's the reserve stock. That's the private reserve stock through the blessing of the people of God, the city flourishes. There's strength and favor released to the city. Amen. God will pour his life into you, and we pour that life out in an overflow into the city. Wherever you're at, see, you know, I used to tell people, they didn't believe me at first, but, you know, it didn't matter. I, I had to announce a thing. You know, they'd... You know, because because when you first come into a place of work, it, the devil will go, why are you here? And I'll tell you right up front why I'm here. And you ought to be glad I'm here because you're going to be blessed while I'm here. Don't curse me now. Don't curse me. It'll bounce off of me and hit you. it hit you hard. It will because I'm blessed. And it's all right. I'm not going to curse you. I'm going to bless you. Amen. But everything around here is going to flourish. Things are going to run smooth. Amen. Well, that old cheapo that I work for, oh, you ought to be calling him that generous man I work for. They, they just love to give me bonuses. They love to bless me because I'm a blessing. The talk of the, of the wicked tear it down. But the blessing, what we say as the righteous, causes it to flourish. Amen. That's a pretty big thing, isn't it? It's, it's a greater work than just coming to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. And we are. But there's a little more to it than that. If you really want to be blessed, get where God wants you to be. And stay where God wants you to be. And be fruitful there. 
and hook up with God in the greater things that he's doing. Jesus said the greater the greater works in these shall you do also. You know, That's shit. Uh, Wherever he went, he affected change. And we're, here we are. We're to change ourselves. Do you believe that that's possible? Now, in, in some essence, you know, uh, it looks impossible. Like I said, we've been riding around here for 12 years. But recently, especially this year, you know, especially this year, I feel the, I drive down the street and my heart tugs. It just tugs over the city, over the people of this city. I was driving out, you know, and looking at Robinson Iron. It's an abandoned factory that at one time was thriving. You know. And uh, uh, empty factories. Then there are empty houses. Because folks leave. The city's floundering instead of flourishing. Amen. Well, if it flourished once, it says they will rebuild their ruined cities. But it's going to take faith and strength, isn't it? You know, See, it takes strength to believe beyond anything that God can move a major manufacturer back into this city. That would be a restoration. Already he's been here one time. How is that so hard to believe? Well, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God said he'd set, he'd set things right for his people. I'm his people. If I'm here, it's going to flourish. Wherever I'm at, it's going to be blessed. I'm going to speak those things over. Amen? You know, I, I would like to have a city where, it, where my children want to raise their children. They don't want to move off. You know? They, 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 want, they realize their inheritance is near you, and they want to be near you. Amen? And it's viable for them to do that, both spiritually and naturally. But somebody at some point in time has to believe what God has said because he blessed them saying, when we believe what God has said, you'll be blessed. And when you say the same thing that God has said, look out now, here comes the blessing. Out, out in your house and out to the city, amen. Does that make sense to any of you? Oh. You know, you're just not saved to uh, get snatched out of here and float around on a cloud, drink pink lemonade and count angel wings. Guess, you know, Every Friday night we have we, we have benga. Uh, they say bingo, bingo, not banga, bingo. <laughs> where we where they where they you know you get a raffle ticket and they put it in the jar and you figure out how many angel wings how many feathers are on the, uh, Gabriel's left wing. The closest one to the number gets the benga pot. There's more to this thing than that. There's more to it than heaven. We're here on earth to pray that as it is in heaven, your kingdom come, your will be done here on the earth. I'll tell you, there are places that have significant moves of God when people realize the significance of why they're here. I believe we can have that here. I believe that when we see it, that we're responsible for it. I believe that when we see the situation that we're in and God says, okay, here's the plan, that, we ha that, that hopefully it will find a heart and a mind to work and we'll strengthen our hands where that's concerned. We'll believe God for that. Amen. How many of you just have a sense in your life of that, that your life was meant to be more than just surviving? It was meant to be just more than just coming to church. You know, I love the singing. 
You know, if we had bingo, I would love bingo. I would have five or six, seven, eight cards, and I would spread myself out, and I would, I would, I would want to conquer everyone in the room. I would declare by faith that hundred-dollar jackpot's mine. <laughs> While they're rolling the thing, the little balls are coming. I go shama shama, shaka, Jesus, Jesus, B fifty-two, come through, Lord, now. Well, I'm practicing my spirituality because I'm not covenanting in what Everett and Glory are doing over there. God bless their hearts. Who they think they are with ten cards between them apiece. And I heard Gloria praising the Lord. Glory, I will get my new house, Ed. I'm not going to covet that. I'm not going to. Next week, I'm, uh, we'll see. I'll have 14 cards. Amen. No, shama, shama, shama. Amen. <laughs> No, there's more to it than just being blessed. It's to be a blessing. And I believe, boy, God's just, isn't it, is it true or not? Maybe God's just looking around Alexander's sea and says, somebody, I don't need everybody, but I'm just looking for somebody that here's my plan. I want to change this city. I want to make it livable again. I want to make it a place where people want to live, where your children's children want to live, amen, where, where, where folks want to come and do business and start a business and stay in business, where folks say, God can bless me and this is going to be my home and my headquarters. This is where we're going to reach the whole world from here. There were people that were here that believed that and did that before. That spirit is here. This place was founded with that pioneering spirit, and it's still here if you catch a hold of it. See, see, there's significance here in the purpose and plan of God. You think all this stuff came about for, you know, for nothing? It's the blessing of God. It's a blessing of God. Why? To be a blessing. To be a blessing. How many of you that makes sense to you today? I push the red letters over the red line and I'm way out of time, but I want to I pray for you today. If it makes sense to you, you'd like to be a part of that, I'd like for you to pray that through. I'd like for you to consider that. I'd like to, for you to consider, you know, that there's a greater call on your life for the greater work of God. And it's to change a city. And it starts with you, but it won't stop with you. And I believe that God is, I, I just sense this, so that, that, that when it's when we say, yes, I'll go, that God gives us the ticket, that he pays the fare. It, it, it's when we, we say yes to God that here comes, it, when the Holy Ghost went looking for a wife for Isaac, he gave gifts. You know, gave gifts to Rebecca. He gave gifts to Laban and to the uh, other uh, uh, the other family there. And he said, now, he said, I need to know your answer. He said, tell me yes or no before I know what I'm going to do next. You know, God's that way. God will say, he'll lay out the plan, then they're going to tell me what you're going to do because I need to know what you're going to do before I know what I'm going to do next. I know what I want to do, but what I'm going to do depends on what you will do. Does that make sense to anybody? You know, it's so simple just, 
you know, it seems that way, but God, it's like, it's like, well, God, if you will do it up front, God say, no, I need a yes or no. See, I'm going to leave it as, as your choice and a, a choice of your free will. But when you say yes to God, he will proceed. And now listen, and that blessing that has been reserved, I believe, will be released. I believe it's reserved only to be released, you know, when, when a yes is said to God. And it takes a maturity. It takes a maturity, you know, where that's concerned. But maybe we've all been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. Maybe, maybe it's time that everything just kind of came together. Everywhere you've been, everything you've been through, but here we are today. And just, this is a destiny day. This isn't just, a, you know, let's feel good and go home and, and say what a wonderful time. Last week, change blew in here. And this week, I don't think it's any, you know, uh, mistake. I didn't have this. You know, I pray and ask God, what do you, you know, Sandy, I have to pray because Sandy goes, what's the title? <laughs> like, Good God, I have no idea. You know? And the Lord put this in my heart, said, cha changing a city. Because change is coming. Change is here. Amen. And uh, if we'll embrace that, I believe that there is a Super on top of our natural. There's a thing that God, you know. How long have we been involved in Amos 9? Came as a prophetic word a number of years ago, seven, eight years ago now, seven years or so. But I believe here's the time frame of it. They will rebuild their lives. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.